Podcast fam, in today's Mastermind session, we're talking about startup life with four of the area's great local startups. Episode 160 starts right now. You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, the podcast for you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see uh, that coming. That's great. <laughs> I am your host, Colin Austin, and my co-host, friend, and amazing sponsor of this episode and several episodes is my man, Kyle Cohan. What's up, brother? My brother. Oh, we're doing great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate Dude, it. Dude, I'm excited that you're here, man. Thanks yeah. for coming and co-hosting. Episode 160, man. Wow. We're doing a mastermind on startups. I'm psyched to get into it. But before we do, man, tell me what's going on, man. How are things over at Leonardo's Millhopper? It's been great. You know, since we reopened the uh, salad bar in June, it's full tilt. We're going right back. We're partying like it's 2019. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. When I was over there, uh, I mean, it was full. Last time yeah. I was there, it was full. Yeah, and it was kind of nice to see. Almost it full every again. night, it's been full tilt. Weekends, lines out the door. You know, it's it's a lot of fun. Just kind of took a little bit to get around that curve. I mean, it you guys did. got through COVID. We got through COVID. Yeah. Uh, I mean, was it like super super difficult, or was it? There were emotional challenges more than financial challenges. We have great customers. They've been super supportive the whole year for us. Uh, our takeout business was great the whole time. We were really careful with all of our with our employees. You know the way that we dealt with our customers. There were some challenges you know, with people coming into the restaurant over the year, but you know we made it through and we're all ready to go. And it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's so much fun for me to be table surfing again. And you know from you know I try not to. I'm trying to stay out of the kitchen, and they don't want me in there. Getting get get in <laughs> Kyle, the way. Get out, get out of the, the way. Go do what you do. And uh, I just do my owner stuff in the dining room. What does that mean? You just like walk around and shake hands? Yeah, no, kiss babies? Just, this is what? what I do on my <laughs> Hey, let, great to see you me, again. Let me get another drink. Great to see you again. sit over here and talk to the You know what's funny is that I can watch people eat all night. It doesn't make me hungry. But the first time I hear it, I'm like... I think I need a beer. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. So, how about any upcoming specials? Are you still like maintaining the specials? Because we've been promoting the hell out of Manicotti Monday yes, Manicotti and all Monday's these... killing. Lasagna right, Tuesday, right now, lasagna I hear, is Tuesday. the bomb. Is lasagna that still Tuesday the bomb? Was, yeah, it's crazy. Tuesdays are we're honestly one of our busiest nights now. Tuesday night. Yeah, and uh, and then the weekends. We're Friday and Saturdays are crazy. So it's a lot of fun. We're doing an eating challenge now, and somebody did it today. Uh, two guys ate a large three topping, two orders of rolls, and a pitcher of beer. And for, it took them 40, exactly 40 minutes and 20 seconds. 40, 20, 40. 20, oh, oh, what, yeah. what? oh, okay. So what's yeah. the challenge? They got to so like eat large, the whole thing? Yeah, two people together. I'm I'm going to change it to 30 minutes because they, they did it in 40. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, so it's a new thing for us. So yeah, it's an eating challenge that we put on the menu. Uh, they were the first guys to tackle it, and they they did it, and it's impressive and also disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so what did, what did they get? I gave them t-shirts, and I, I put a um, a board up on the you know, right next to the salad bar, so a picture of them up, up and uh, I have under to come the do that con. just so I can have my picture. That would be awesome. <laughs> that's that's what yeah. I need. Yeah. Oh man! So like, when are we gonna do like an event? We need to do like a WHOA GNV networking awesome. thing, yes. or just have everybody come say, yeah. "Hey, audience, come out there! I'll be out there." That'd be great. We'll hand out some shirts, eat some pizza, drink some beer. 
tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. When does this episode come out? <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll definitely have to make that happen. Okay. Because now that things are kind of normalizing. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's funny you said that. A lot of people, our regular customers, have told us that when Leonardo's opened the salad bar, that's when they knew everything was going to be okay. Uh, <laughs> we're getting well, back that to normal. That was the thing. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, I'm excited to have you here, Thank you, man. Bro. Thanks for coming. I'm excited for all of our guests here. This, these are all really cool businesses we're going to talk about. Yeah, you guys, these are always my favorite episodes. I mean, just always diving into this little roundtable session, or mastermind session is what we like to call mm-hmm. it, and uh, just diving into tonight, startup life. Got some awesome startups. And uh, But before we get into that, you know, I also want to like tell everybody that we got some exciting news because the head ball coach is opening up Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. And what was the date? 8-11, they said. Okay, so August 11th, it's happening. They are opening up Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, so make sure you guys check it out. I know that they have been super busy recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. I've actually admired how intentional they have been about this process of recruiting the best talent. They're trying to get up to like 300 team members. It's a big run. This is, And this place is huge. It's like the ninth largest restaurant in the state of Florida. So they need a lot of help. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's gonna be awesome. And I'm excited that they have announced the date that they're gonna open. But I wanted to just give some love to those guys, give love to Coach. I'm also, uh, I, I want to get in there and record a podcast with, with Coach Spurrier. Because awesome. <laughs> they have a podcast studio inside in, the restaurant. Yes. Yeah, which is so cool. It so I can't cool. wait for that to happen. That's definitely going to happen at some point. And, uh, but man, there's just so uh, so much amazing thing and, and so, much, so many amazing things happening over there. And uh, I would just say, like, if you are interested on getting in that team, uh, getting on that team, go to Spurrier draft.com and apply for a position at spuriersdraft.com um, and they're already doing like a bunch of private events I mean this place is huge you've been to one haven't you I have not been yet. I haven't either. I, well, I have a lot of friends that have, and I'm kind of, I'm I like, know, what I'm, the, I'm you know. jealous. Yeah. I'm jealous, but I can't wait to get over there. I mean, Freddie's invited me, but it's been like, man, oh, I've been I on the ground. I've been on the ground. <laughs> I've been on the ground floor over here with the scooter. I mean, if you, right. you watch my John Spence episode. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> I've been on the ground floor, right. uh, opening the door. It's back at, to the future. At, yeah. And <laughs> 9.30 in the morning, locking up at 5.30 in the evening, and, uh, and then doing all the business owner stuff before hours or after after hours, so I haven't been getting out much. But anyway, much love to the team over at Spurrier's. Yes, uh, congratulations on I'm getting that fan. place open. I cannot wait to get over there yep. and, and see it all. And uh, if you're looking to get on that team, go to SpurriersDraft.com. And uh, let's get into today's episode. I am so excited, you guys. Today on the show, we have Patty, Amber, Bryn, Jacob, and Isaac joining us to talk about their startups and startup life. So let's go around the room and let them give us a more formal introduction. You guys, we'll start with the ladies on this side first. Let's go around and uh, yeah, introduce yourself and introduce your business, please. Well, first of all, thank you for calling me a lady. That does not happen much. Because we are no ladies. (laughs) I'm Patty Carniccio of Patty Can Gypsy Wagons. I'm Amber. Oh, wait. Episode 160. (laughs) (laughs) This is episode 160. Good job. I'm Amber Waters of Patty Can Gypsy Wagons and um, her partner on probably too many levels. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Daniel Isaacs of Jamrock Junk Removal in Gainesville, Florida. Um... 
I'm new to this, so it's the first time. <laughs> yeah, baby. I might yeah. need that one more this shot. Is, like, this like is the first. Po- is this the fir- first this podcast is the first for everybody? One I've ever done. Yeah. No. Okay. No. No. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll come a close second, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Top two, easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, this makes it to the air. Well, yeah. <laughs> it'll it'll get there, I'm sure. I'm Brian Strickland of Plant Stay Gainesville's indoor houseplant shop. Awesome. Awesome. I'm Jacob Hogle, uh, Dayton Heating and Air here in Gainesville. I'm just happy to be here. First time podcaster. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. There we go. There we go. <laughs> happy you're here too. Awesome, man. <laughs> so uh, let's let's go around. So this is what I would like to do. I'd like for you to introduce your business. When do you, like, let, let's just hit the basic stuff, right? Like, when did you start the business? Why did you start the business? What brought you to Gainesville in the area? And uh, maybe what, like how old your company is? So, because this is a startup episode, like are you six months old or are you four years old? You know, let's let's dive into that a little bit. So like, Jacob, I'll let you start. No, oh, okay. Um, so, uh, I started Dayton Heating and Air four years ago. Um, as far as Gainesville, I was born and raised here. A little closer. There you go. There you go. First time podcaster. So, yeah, yeah, born, born and raised here. Um, yeah, I, so I saw kind of a, a, a niche in the market. You know, you guys, a lot of small AC companies providing like quality service for fair prices. But then I always hear like they won't answer the phone. And then you got these other big companies with a focus on customer service who aren't providing a quality service, you know, or are charging too much. So I saw that niche, I decided to start Dayton Heating and Air. Uh, we focus on quality service, but we also answer the phone, which is, you know, a surprising thing. Uh, so, um, and yeah, so we're, we're four years in and uh, growing, so. Awesome. Awesome, that's so cool. Uh, so we started plant say a few years ago. I got we bought a new house that had great lighting. So I got super into house plants, and I realized there was nowhere that you can go and ask questions and find out. Will this plant do well in my house, or is this a good one for me? So that was the business I wanted to start. We opened our brick and mortar mid pandemic. We opened in September, um, and that's us. I mean, starting a business mid-pandemic, <laughs> was this like a really good idea? <laughs> it was planned to do before the pandemic, and okay. the pandemic hit just like two weeks before we had our first large event. So we already had a ton of plants, and we had to keep going. <laughs> there's like no there's, stopping. There's, there's, no plan, there's no plan B. <laughs> no plan B, just keep going. No, that, that, that's probably, that's like how I started. Okay. So I wanted to get out of my job and find something else. Oh yeah, (laughs) I wanted to get out of my job, like the everyday job, it was a good job. I just wanted to do something else and so I started looking for different stuff to do. What were you doing? I was working at a warehouse, um, pretty much like inbound receiving. Okay. And uh, it just got monotonous. (laughs) So I found something in junk removal I was actually just looked at like different industries and I needed something that I could quit my job and still be able to like provide for my family and you know cross all the T's and dot all the I's. So I found that and I started right before the pandemic hit and then it's like okay everything shut down. Okay, I just quit my good job. <laughs> so, but you know, I always told myself like I haven't been like a bad worker or anything like that. So I was like, you know, I left the right way and if I needed to, I'd been working there for about eight years, eight and a half years. So I knew I could go back. So I was like, let's see how it goes. And turns out I didn't even have to look back. So yeah. that's pretty Did much Did you awesome. have the oh moment though? <laughs> like, I, I can't I believe I just let go you know, of this I job did, right in the But my right wife, right. She, like, she was like, look, we've been talking about this. You've been planning on it. You've been saving on it. 
just go ahead and see what happens. And that, I was that's like, awesome. Dude, that, that's so cool. So I just went ahead and did it, and it, it, it all worked out. That's awesome. And, like, it actually took off because, like, I'd have crazy calls like, hey, man, I'm sitting at home. I'm doing this renovating. I'm doing something. I'm updating my kitchen. I need this stuff hauled off. I'm there. I'm doing. <laughs> you know, so it, it really did work out. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like most people's like wives would have been like going back to work. <laughs> yeah, totally. Get no, back awesome. to work. No, 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 no startup life for you. She's really awesome with that kind of stuff. So, but oh, you know, awesome, I'm not gonna be like, I just quit. I'm going to sell my tail and not do nothing. So, yeah. yeah. Right. It no, definitely Dan, worked out. Yeah. Dan, now, you've had other guests on that have had similar stories where we weren't quite sure. And then just all of us have been so fortunate to have a partner who says, you had this dream. Let's do this thing. Yeah. And I support you. And I know that we're mm-hmm. going to go. It's awesome. Yeah. Man. It's awesome. Yeah. That's a huge, huge piece. Yeah. I mean, we can always dive into more of that yeah. later. But like, that, I mean, that's a huge piece because... You know, I always tell a lot of people one of the reasons that I've been able to do what I've been able to do so long is because of my wife. And and I'm not so sure it would be so smooth if we hadn't. I mean, I'll just say the truth is, like, I started the business before we were married. Mm. Like, she was my girlfriend at the time. You know, you know what I mean. It's like so. This is all she's ever known. I don't know if it would be as easy if I was just like you know working a full time job and now. Hey, babe, I know there's a pandemic about to happen, but like I'm gonna like quit. I didn't didn't know that part. I know. I know. I'm just messing with you. But I did know like I had a support system and. We'd, we'd make it work one way or another. So that's awesome. That's a cool story. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. So I'm Patty, and um, on the day before my 60th birthday, Andrew Bennett of Checker Trailers called, or, uh, called and said, Hey, I'm closing my gypsy wagon business. You want to take over? And the reason why he called me was because about five years prior, he built a teardrop camper for us. And every year I'd go down and say, Andrew, I want to do this or that. Show me how to do it. I want to do it. And then when he decided he was going into the tiny house business and he was going to close his doors, he called. And he said, hey, man, you and Amber would be great. And here is Amber three years later. <laughs> and um, we're making it work, even with the pandemic. Awesome. That's yeah. So how long have you guys had it for? Well, that we started um, the year before the pandemic, January of that year, we started, and in, and in our business, you have to go to trade shows. You have, we, we were guided to go. So, Patty, I'm sorry, was that January of 19 or January 20? January 19. 19, okay. Right, 1903. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like that. Here we are, hundred years later. So anyway, so that first year, and and how we started the business, he said, Andrew, Andrew said, Patty, you want to do it, and it. So it was built on regrets because I said to Amber, if I don't do it, I'm going to regret it. No, I think I said that to and you. <laughs> if you don't do this, you're gonna regret it. There, there may be some truth to that. So we went with no regrets. Yeah, no regrets. And jumped in. Yeah. Awesome. Well, she has a yeah. long history of working for the state of Florida, and having you know, a, you know, a sure thing job. 
with yeah. benefits and all of that. Right. I've been an entrepreneur pretty much my entire career of doing hair. So for me- How long did you do that for? Um, well, I still do it. Okay. So um, I've been doing hair for 36 years. And I own. In what capacity? Like you have your own salon. Well, it's on I the have side, my own salon. Garage, like what? Yeah, I have my own salon here in town for 23 years. The tees, and the pandemic killed it with like a sledgehammer and some knives, and it came in with like an acid wash and just, just like <laughs> it was a you know a stain on the floor. And I'm not bitter. Um, and uh, I you know I just knew that. This was going to be opportunity for her after years of learning fine woodworking with a mentor um, to put some of those skills to work. I knew I loved my teardrop, but I didn't really know a lot about Andrew's gypsy wagons. And I knew it was going to be a wonderful outlet. And between the two of us, she's got mad like number skills and I have mad color skills. And I was the hair and wig designer at the Hippodrome for 16 years. So I cool. just in costume design and I've done stuff like that. So all that like weird kind of goulash of stuff that I've always done that's include costume building and design and drag queens outfits and this and that and the other. And then her being able to use her woodworking skills, it really yep. was the perfect fit for us. And at the time she had started a handyman business to have to segue out of her state job into her retirement job. She she has spent years saying I'm retired and I'm like, I don't know on what planet this is retired. I yeah. just don't I'm retired yeah. too. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. It's a lie. It's all a lie. And so yeah, it we we're in it yeah. two years now and, and we've actually lived through the pandemic and made it through for the most part. Yeah. Okay, so real quick because I know that there's a grand portion of our listening audience wondering what the hell is a gypsy wagon? Okay. <laughs> do you want to tell them? Right? So, like, do you want to tell, kind of explain? I mean, right. everybody's going to have to go check it out, go yeah. look on Instagram, right? right. And that kind of right. thing. But, right. But if yeah. you can explain, like, what it is so, and how high is the demand for something like this? Okay. That's what I'm curious about. There's, there's, um, the demand's high, the follow through's not high. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. people love the idea of it. It is, you know when you've watched the stereotypical like old movies where the old gypsies in the wagon that's got the bow top on it and it's being pulled by horses and it's very elaborate and all this stuff that's a gypsy wagon um and what well, we build are vardo style that's with the bow top on top and um it can be used as a camper most of them are people live in them some people use them as vendor wagons we can build vendor wagons and we have um, can you throw some dimensions at me really quick? Like how big is this it can, thing? Go ahead. It can fit into a box that's eight by eight. Here. We, we have a, a trailer custom build, so you could take it on the road. So it's less than eight feet tall, and it's less than eight feet wide at its widest. It has an arc. It has a bow top. So it's, it's street legal, and it can weigh as little as 1500 pounds okay oh. it just depends on like, what you want to put in it it's like room for just like two people to sleep in right like just a depending little. on how it's built what we, we, we can do different different lengths and um you can make it as a camper we sleep in it and we and it has a galley and it has a dressing area we built one that had a cat run mm -hmm. for three cats and <laughs> wow. all, all around this That's litter box perfect. called the robot litter and and it also had a costume and makeup design section and a kitchen 
Mm-hmm. And it was 10 feet long. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because our guy Kevin loves geometry. Okay. So, you know, that... Um, <laughs> no, we're yeah, first and foremost, yeah, you must hire someone who likes geometry. <laughs> that is like the key to everything. Show over. I would not be a perfect gypsy wagon <laughs> breaker. <then. laughs> you know, it, it's a way to put redundancy and creativity into one thing. Yeah. Because Definitely. the shell is the same. We, we get some lumber from Italy. And we, we build the shell out of that because of the weight of the lumber to make it. Anyway, but then she makes it beautiful. She meets with the client, says, what do you want? And then Kevin goes into his little space and lays it out and makes it fit. Cool. Yeah. It is, it yeah. is probably... It's one of the funnest ways I have had in my life to express express myself creatively. So cool. The most recent wagon we did, uh, which I need to get online. I don't know. There's some stuff on Instagram. There's some stuff on Facebook. But um, they wanted. They do a lot of uh, Renaissance fairs, medieval fairs, that sort of thing. Right. And so they wanted wheel covers, um, like you put on an RV when you're parked to keep your wheels covered. And I painted them to look like wagon wheels, uh, traditional gypsy wagon wheels with all the the um, stenciling and all that stuff or pinstriping that's what I meant to say Uh, and that was super fun and along the way I just kind of keep learning stuff we've got a wagon right now that we didn't build Andrew built it the guy that we got the business (laughs) from but we came in and she asked us to do all the outside painting on it so that was the most fun. It's crazy. It looks like, I don't know, it looks like I dropped acid and then painted a wagon. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. you did. <laughs> well, anyways. It's, it's, I it mean, was crunch it, time. It yeah, was yeah, crunch yeah. time. <laughs> it's good time. It's, I mean, it's super fascinating. So, I mean, one of the things that you had said was that, you know, your, your hair business, right, got killed by COVID. So, I mean, can we, let's, let's go around really quick and just talk about, like, how COVID uh, impacted your business uh, because this is something that's been just obviously, you know, one of the things that nobody could ever have planned for. It was just detrimental to many businesses, and then and then we hear about businesses that kind of blossomed and started. Mm-hmm. And, uh, right, I, I missed you it. said that. I want to talk to yeah, Brent yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like, Brent, let's start with you. Let's let's dive into that because I would love to hear uh, just kind of the COVID impact and. So for the plant industry and for us, the timing was really fantastic. Like it made us be able to open much faster. So plants were already trending. People were getting super into house plants. But when COVID hit, like nurseries are one of the things that could stay open. People were home. They needed something to do. So plant collecting like absolutely exploded. So we started. You know, real quick, there's yeah. so much truth to that because, yeah. like, I so great. Do you, I don't know. Yeah. You remember when I was doing the coronavirus sessions? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. I was sitting on my back porch nope. because we started doing the podcast via Zoom because nobody was going to meet in person like this, right? So we we started doing it via Zoom. I'm sitting on my back porch and we're doing these like little 30 minute coronavirus sessions. I'm just kind of checking in with businesses, seeing you know how they have weathered COVID and like what's what's the impact, like all that kind of stuff. And I'm sitting there. I'm on my laptop doing these. And like right there is like my yard 
which is just an absolute disaster. <laughs> and I'm like, man, like we don't take care of our yard at all. And I think like the next week, like I spent like $700 to have like the whole thing like cleaned up. Mm-hmm. So there's so much truth to that because everybody was stuck at home. They're like, man, why am I stuck at home? I got to like fix all this totally stuff, right? Yeah. right? What we what we did was um, we didn't go quite as crazy as you and spend seven hundred dollars. <laughs> That's good. But we got four chickens in city limits, and we got all of our square foot gardening going. So now we have yeah, a farm. Thing. We, yep. Nice. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I want to talk to Brent about is how great your social media is. So you have mm-hmm. you're approaching five thousand followers on Instagram now. Every post you make gets huge response on. Talk, talk a little bit about like how you've built that community around your business socially and how much it's helped you know build your business. Especially for a business that's so, so new. So she's so Instagram good at Instagram is interesting because I had never used Instagram before having this business. So it wasn't a platform I was familiar with. Um, but it's I think for us it's first of all where our customers are. Right. So it's a lot easier to find those people. Um, You're so good at it by the way. <laughs> so my background is 20 years in marketing right. before this. No so way. I think that <laughs> contributes quite a bit. Um, Got a handicapper. Yeah. <laughs> and what were you doing? Like, yeah. what was like, what was your previous? So I worked in marketing for large companies. I worked for a division of PepsiCo, but my sweet spot was small business marketing. Um, so being kind of the one person marketing department doing that sort of broadband of everything that's needed uh, in marketing. So what's it like, just kind of doing your own thing now and marketing your own business now? Like, is that? I gotta imagine it's super rewarding, but I mean, you know, where where's your mindset as you kind of head into, you know, the rest of 2021? Sure, I think at this point, because when our business started, like we did, I don't know what the typical first business year is like, but I think ours is probably a little bit above that sort of typical trajectory. Um, so right now it's kind of surreal of, you know, we did this, we built it, like we had this idea and it was good. Um, so that's sort of where we are right now. Do you have the mindset of like, I know what the hell I'm doing? Or do you have the mindset of what the hell am I doing? <laughs> I, have, I have a ton of confidence in my plant skills, my customers service skills and my marketing okay so that part of it i've got that's awesome so <laughs> yeah. some something that you and i've talked about before is like the difference between riding a roller coaster and riding a train sure. so yeah. how how are you doing with that how's your life we are adapting one of the things that's been like we joined a mastermind group that's just brick and mortar shop owners small shop owners and having that you know, is that local or not? Like it's a, national, so okay. non-competing markets. Um, and so having people who are doing this every day and know sort of those ups and downs and maybe July is going to be different because we're in a college town. And so, you know, having that group to, to talk to, I think. That's super right. valuable. Yeah. So yeah. how totally. did you find so that? Good. A lot of Googling. It was so <laughs> hard to find. Like just finding I mean, were master- you like physically searching like brick and mortar, small business mastermind groups? Exactly. Because you were like, I, this is what I need. I was searching that for a long time. I found one that like seemed to be the right thing and they only took new members twice a year. So we had to wait. Um, and there's a cost great. involved? There's a cost What's involved. What's the cost? I think. Uh, so we pay $90 a month um, for the membership in that. And you meet once a month? How often? We, so there's 
different parts of it. We do mastermind classes. There's a couple of those a month. And that could be something like on mindset or it could be on creating retail displays, just different things. And then we do group calls a couple of times a month via Zoom. And then as you find the businesses that are like more similar to you or you're serving the same types of customers and those side relationships become real valuable too. Yeah. And then we meet in person once a year. That's cool. cool. What are the other towns that you've had like similar businesses from? The other similar businesses? And um, so there's another plant shop, which is fantastic. Right. What town, Brent? Oh, what town? Yeah. Are the other businesses in? Yeah. Oh, they're all across the country. Why? The, the one in specific. <laughs> oh, in Massachusetts. Okay. Worcester, Massachusetts. Sorry. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, so I'm a big, big proponent of, of mastermind groups. Um, one of the things that I, like when I, uh, I mean, <laughs> I've told this story a, a couple times, I'm sure, but like I used to have that like Chamber of Commerce sticker on my door. Yeah. It was like area chamber member, right? And like I, I walked into my own business one day, passing this decal, and I was like, I was like, I'm not really sure what I'm paying for or like I'm not I'm paying for this membership but I'm not using it right, right. like sure. and so I reached out to the chamber and I was like hey like I'm using this you know or like I have this decal but and I pay you guys but like I'm not sure why I'm not really involved how do I get more involved and you know Stacy actually reached out to me from the chamber and she was like, hey, let me come out to your business. She sat down with me and she talked to me about doing something exactly like that. It was like, let's, can I have you facilitate this little mastermind group? This is something that we're working on. And I started doing that and it was the most valuable thing that I had ever been a part of to the point where, you know, even in recent years, I've helped the chamber put together other mastermind groups. And I can't express that enough, whether it's like reaching out, Googling and finding the mm-hmm. right one or getting involved locally. I, you know, just, just sitting down in little groups like this and hashing out aspects of business challenges, you know, employee struggles, you know, cash flow struggles, all the stuff that we deal with that we're kind of afraid to even talk about. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, yeah, totally. I spilled my guts on the John Smith yeah, episode, right? right? I'm like, hey, man, like, I mean, there's times where yeah, you know. Go that, back one episode and watch yeah. what happened. <laughs> Man, there's a, there's times where you know you just reach those moments, but like mastermind groups will really kind of pull you through that, right? I think it gives you somewhere to be accountable. Like I've always worked with teams, and I do great in that environment. But then when you know you're on your own, like who do I check in with? Like is this sound right? And if you find the right mastermind group, where you can even like look at financials, even if it's just percentages, and see, you know, is this look good yeah, yeah that's awesome that's awesome is anybody else in a part of a mastermind group at all no, no? Not no? i was just curious yeah super beneficial i have a question yeah please mm-hmm. going back to um you were starting this business and you had all these plants what kind of labor is involved in what you're doing sure so our original plan was to grow all of our own plants and we discovered right after our first pop-up that there is no way we could grow the volume of plants that we needed Um, so most of our plants we partner um, and purchase plants we grow more of the rare and hard to find plants that's what we focused on actually growing and how much labor is involved in the growing of the plants nope in In your part of the business in our part of the business um so we weekly pick up all our plants in person so that's uh, probably a 15 hour day uh to do that portion of it when you say we 
Mm-hmm. Can you give that a number? There are two people who take care of that. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So I mean, you have like a you have a physical store. Where is the store at? We have a brick and mortar store. It is across the street from Ballyhoo in the same plaza where Ace Hardware is. Okay. That is where we're located. So everyone who's here, can you visualize that location? Yeah, I'm trying. I'm it like, took uh, a lot of trying to like find the right landmarks that would like make sure people well, knew where we are. It'd be Hogtown, Bre- Hogtown Brewers it's right there too, right? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry for exposing myself. <laughs> so Jacob, talk to me about like COVID impact for you guys. Yeah, so COVID, uh, if anything, probably helped us. I mean, honestly, you know, people love being inside. They love their plants. To, they, they like to make it look like they're outside. But they don't want it to feel like they're outside. <laughs> so everybody being at home 24-7 uh, really upped the need for good air conditioning. I mean, really. And, you know, normally people get home, and by that point, maybe the AC's cooled off a little bit. But they're just home every day. So, I mean, we, we saw increased demand. Um, the biggest issue we've had with COVID would be supply, um, increased cost of equipment. Right. Um, I mean, we're seeing just record increases on pricing. Um, and then of course, supply issues. I mean, just physically being able to get air conditioners is tough. Uh, it makes it hard on a sales standpoint. Normally we can do like a good, better, best option. And then I can get it for you, whatever you want. At this point, it's kind of like, I can get it for you today. If you want to take your time and wait, maybe not tomorrow. Like it's uh, so we're we're still dealing with that. The supply chain mm-hmm. is is super yeah. messed but up. But at right least now. you're able to get them. Most of the time, okay. We, we we did. I mean, we sold a unit in March. Um, I contacted the supplier. They were three months out. Yeah. AC, ACs typically go in within a week. You know, if somebody's ACs broke, they're not waiting three months. Right. So um, <laughs> we are able to get right. some, but not ev- not everything. Right. Yeah, so I mean that's been the biggest struggle. But as far as AC demand, it's it's up. I mean, that not, you know, I know restaurants and that sort of thing have been struggling or struggled last year, uh, but we didn't see that. Yeah. Awesome. I want to talk to you about labor demand because we we talked a little bit earlier about people answering calls and not answering mm-hmm. calls and you know not being able to meet the demand of, of the market that's out there. You know, putting supply issues aside, talk to you about like your ability to find you know good employees and people with the skills that because I'm a big fan of trades and if I could one of the things we talk about if I could go back 20 years like if I could change something I'd learn how to be an HVAC yeah I mean we can make it happen (laughs) (laughs) you want to buy a restaurant training Training available (laughs) tomorrow but no I'm a big I'm a big fan all our all the trade companies that we use I'm a big fan of all theirs they all do a great job they're all really family oriented they're great values you know the, the the companies that we do business with i'm big fans of all of them i'm big i've looked at your company i'm a big fan of yours so talk to me about finding labor and then also i've noticed too and it and it's your story too about how family impacts getting into the business yeah i mean so as far as finding labor it, it is super tough oh, i sure. mean i mean i'm sure in the restaurant industry it is as well we all have it, yeah i mean but uh it, it turns out air conditioning is hard work this stuff's heavy right. attics are hot i mean i had somebody call the shop today and say hey are you guys hiring i'm like yes <laughs> <laughs> we're hiring you're hired i'm texting you the application right now yeah yeah and, and <laughs> it, 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 it's tough i mean it's tough uh, in every industry 
but like I said, AC, especially this time of year, it is hot. I mean, those attics are hot, crawl sure. spaces are hot, it's yeah. dirty. Um, it, it's tough to find people that want to go down that road, yeah. you know. Uh, we, we, we've hired a few apprentices that pretty quickly figured out that they don't want to do this. Was it yeah. for them? And then so the select few that make it through the apprenticeship and end up a technician, uh, I mean, they, they are valuable. They are tough to come by. Right. Is there, do you think there are macro things that we could do, not just you personally, but all of us as a whole, like what, what things that can we do to make those kind of careers more attractive? Mm. I mean, with the supply shortage of employees, I think that is just naturally driving the wages up, right. you know, and the benefits up and incentives sure. up. And I think that will attract more people. I mean, they, uh, to me, they've always been attracted. Wages-wise, it's always been attracted to they, me. And they've, they've gone up substantially sure. in the last yeah. few years. It's so great. I mean, I, you know, the average technician is going to make more than the average person with a bachelor's degree. 100%. They're, yeah. they're, they're going to work harder, more physically anyway. Sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think... But it's, it, I mean, honestly, it's... You're, you're out there using your body, you're physical, you're, it's still problem solving. It's a lot of technical knowledge that, you, that your employees have to have, whether it's HVAC, electric, plumbing, all of those trades. There's so much technical knowledge involved, so much problem solving. And like you're saying, the pay is great. Yeah, oh, abs- absolutely. So, it's, the, it's, so uh, there's gotta be things at the macro level that we can do you know, for all of us to yeah. make those jobs more attractive. I, we just got to figure out what it is. Yeah, I, th- I think over time it's going to resolve itself. I mean, honestly, I so. with the, you know, I mean, when I was growing up, you watch a TV show and if somebody was a plumber, that was almost looked down upon. Yeah. Right. And, and I think culturally, that's what kids grew up seeing, and they thought, I need to go to college. I think that's um, a little down but, Think about being a trash guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll get, we'll we'll get to you, bro. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get so. to you. You're next, Daniel. <laughs> well, maybe I don't have it that bad. No, no, no. no. <laughs> maybe I don't have it that bad. But, uh, but I think culturally, I think there's going to be a shift. I think one day, you yeah, know, when, you. when an accountant calls a plumber and the plumber makes more than him, right, maybe, totally. maybe yeah, we'll, right. we'll think a little differently. No, I'm a always been a big fan of trades and and yeah there's so many positive things about those careers i just i wish there was something that we could do you know as a group as a society to, to make because those jobs are so important like I, I couldn't do what i do you know if i didn't have air conditioning if i didn't have a gas guy if i didn't have a plumber you know, if i didn't have an electrician all those things they're so important and none Preach of us could it, do what brother. we do without without those guys to don't forget your podcast guy I mean, not only that, but uh, I mean, you're talking about scooter mechanics, man. Like, I I literally made a post on Facebook, like, I need mechanics. (laughs) Like, that's all I said. I I need mechanics. Message me. (laughs) Can I tell you what? I have the same problem, okay? And prior to this, I even went to my contacts with the school board, local politicians. I wanted to hook up when I had a handy ma'am business after I did 35 years of public health. And I started a handy ma'am business and, I, and my clients were elderly people and professional women and they hired me because of trust. Okay, mm-hmm. big, big factor. So I couldn't find people that I was willing to bring into my clients' homes. I went, and then I have so many skills. I'm college educated, but I am blue collar by nature, okay? And I went, I tried to reach out with the school board, with uh, prior uh, politicians, well, no longer in office, politicians, Mm -hmm. 
and said, give me the high school kids. Yeah. Reinstate that program and I can teach them trades because they're never going to go to college. And I couldn't get anywhere. Yeah. Are they even and doing that anymore? Day, like shop no, class? No, they don't no, do like no. shop class anymore. And to no. this day, I can't get people. Okay. It, and I tell yeah. people, I don't want you to know anything when you come work for me. Because I know what I teach you is what I want you to do. And I know you're going to do it safely. Right. Jake, you tell them the same thing. And I can't yeah. get them. <laughs> yeah. I can't Come get them. Come to nothing. Yeah. 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 It, it, yeah. It, it's tough. Uh, and from an education standpoint, I mean, trades are so attractive. I mean, uh, you know, people go into college for four years and come out with who knows how much student loan debt. Sure. You know, we have an apprenticeship program here at Santa Fe College. Right. We're signed up. We can put them through it. Right. Um, I mean, you start out first year, you're going to work for an AC company. You're not going to have any student loan debt. You're going to make money for four it's years. You can come out, like I said, making more money than the average person with a yeah. bachelor's degree. Hold on, degree. explain that real quick. You say that you're putting them through that? Yes. So, uh, so companies can get signed up with Santa Fe College to where you can sponsor apprentices. So they work for you. And so you're paying for it? Correct. It, it, it's subsidized. We don't pay a lot. but yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So we, we basically put them through school. They're required for the four-year program to be working for an HVAC company. Uh, there's also a plumbing and electrical apprenticeship. Um, but great program. They go, it's night school. So they have a one-year program for HVAC, uh, or if they can do the four-year where they work their way through school. So they're making money. We're paying for them to go to school. And then when they get out, they make more money. I mean, it's, it's a great program. It's a great program. It's yeah. awesome. Yep. So, Dan, uh, yeah, I mean, let's just jump over to here to Daniel, because, yeah. like, I mean, you're in this labor field as well, <laughs> right? So, so I mean, it's actually like the opposite. The opposite. Fortune. Oh, this is great. I love when things are the opposite. So, like, I mean, I don't have, like, this big team of guys, but, I mean, I it's like they just come. Like, I literally had, like, one week since I've ever started that I didn't have any help. Oh, so yeah, so like I had one short week and it really wasn't even a full week where I didn't have help when I needed it. But like since then it's been like guys have been like readily available and maybe it's because like I've been able to find groups that were like friends and they were like, hey man, I need a good job. And he's like, well, if you come to work, he'll, he'll put you on. And like they come to work and they do whatever's needed. But it's also not like you don't have to go to school for yeah. it. You know what I mean? It's gotcha. not super hard. You're going to get paid well. And all you really have so to do is So is that why? Is that why you haven't had trouble? Could is because be. you're it, just it very well? It could be. And I mean, I like to uh, think that the culture there, like for us, like I want to have um, a culture where everybody's like excited to work and I guess jives together. You can do work. that with hauling junk? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I think you probably See, that was so should try to do that. I mean, it's one of those jobs where it's like, one Come second, on, guys. You're moving We're going to haul some junk today. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. So you get like a mattress. My old refrigerator. And then you get like a job that's like gross filth. Yeah. Or it's like, it's ridiculous. Or like a hoarder house or something. Mm. A lot of people are not going to be like, let's do that. <laughs> you know, let's go. They're not going to be like, hey, man, that, that I think that's been sitting there for like six months. And like, mm-hmm. no, it's actually nine, but let's let's go tackle it. They're not going to be like, let's do it. Right. But um, so, no, my guys really have a good attitude about what we're doing. And they're, <laughs> hey, they'll, they'll roll their sleeves up and get in there. And when we get clean jobs that are relatively easy, we do them. And then when we get 
dirty, nasty jobs, we get in there and do them and just can't wait for that shower to come. No. You know what I mean? So, I mean, even if you have, like, the suit, you almost always still feel, like, oh, yeah. icky. Like, it's just... Oh, yeah, that's the word. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, there's, so, there's some satisfaction to that. I mean, right? Like, I, I think... Even where I'm at with the scooter dealership, right? Like, I have been back on the ground floor, you know, opening the business, working the business all day long, closing up at the end of the day. And there's times where I'm like, you know, dripping in sweat, hard work out here in the warehouse, that kind of stuff. And, you know, of course, my guys are going to hear this and like, what are you talking about? You're in the AC all the time. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> No, there's times where I get sweaty too, guys. Um, but like there is still that satisfaction that kind of comes yeah, right definitely. like with a day's hard work yeah. you're just like man like yeah. that was a good day even though you worked your tail off and you go home and you just crash um, there's just you know there's just that satisfaction sure. that comes with that I think damn my question is are, uh, is it a consistent staff that you got it's the same yeah I've got group, those, group, I've had the okay. same three guys for probably the last six months. Okay. Prior to that, it was just me and a good buddy of mine. Right. Um, and he still pops in from time to time. He actually has a full, or not a full-time job, part-time job at a uh, at another facility. So he works at night there, and then he'd work with me during the day. So it's a bunch of hustlers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's they, 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 they want to get That's yeah, good. You're definitely yeah, in it to A bunch win. of hungry dudes. Yeah. So it, awesome. I mean, it's really worked out, and I really haven't had to do very much searching now I'm also like very quick to be like you're not cutting it you're gone right. so I've had like two or three of those guys sure. but really and truly like it's it's really been good awesome and tell me the craziest thing you've ever cleaned up the craziest thing yeah. hey, the dirtiest craziest tell, me, tell us a good story no I can't do that yeah, you, <laughs> now that you said that you have to <laughs> he's like the wrong way like the scooter guy one time had me come over yeah and, <laughs> but, you know I can tell you where there is a secret box in one specific gypsy wagon <laughs> if you want to ever trade secrets I, I have a couple oh, no, you, no, you, I actually you, really don't have very very bad jobs jobs um you get like the job hold on you just mentioned putting a hazmat suit on (laughs) but i I mean it's kind of like you put it on for like a just in case Uh, there's there's never been like anybody like oh man i put my hand in that toilet have you turned down any jobs from being too that's a good question no i don't i don't know one of my guys was like you know you can say no And I was like, no, no, that's the only time you're going to hear it. No. So, no, I I, I will turn down a job if it's something out of my scope that I can't do. Right, I understand. Uh, Like, legally, like if somebody wants, like, I'll do a small shed removal because I do, like, small demo. But somebody would be like, I want this whole building demolished. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I thought like, you were going to say meth. I thought you were going to say meth lab. No. To do it, I'm like, no, I can't do it. You You're know like, no I mean? problem. That'll be one hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> right? <laughs> I got you. No, but it, um, there's not much that I say no to. But I mean, when you guys think of junk. What are you guys thinking of? You're thinking about like. Think about my garage. Your garage. Yeah, and the fact that you're going to have to come and clean it out. Yeah. Yeah. My wife and I have already talked about it. We've got a four year old refrigerator. Two there? <laughs> in the garage. Yeah, stuff like that. So, I mean, you might have a dust attack every now and then, but. Right. <laughs> have you ever taken anybody's junk and sold it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's, it's very rare. 
to be honest with you, a lot of people are like, their stuff is like very prized to them. Mm-hmm. And so you'll come to get it. Like they obviously want to get rid of it, but they want it to go somewhere else. But it's like, it is trashed. And so you're like, I really, I kind of know nobody else is going to want it. You know, and even if somebody, like, say somebody told me, like, hey, I'm looking for a couch, man, so if you come across one, let me know. Oh, that's cool. It's like, okay, I got Good you. Yeah. And then I come across this couch, and I bring it to him, and he's like, yo, it's not really my style. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I thought, I thought we were right. Can't be choosers, right. <laughs> you know? It's like, damn. So it's like, hey, let me know about the next one. I was like, sure thing, you know, so you kind of keep it on. But he's like, like I, it's... I thought we were friends, bro. <laughs> <laughs> let me talk to you about, you have a crew. Right. I have, well, Amber, Kevin, and I, our business partner, we have one guy. Mm-hmm. And I can't get anybody because I don't know how to say this. Yeah, you do. But trust. <laughs> Just no, say trust. it. Trust. 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 Because we're so small. Mm-hmm. And if you take my tools, right. you yeah. take oh, everything. Right. Yeah. And when I started my business, when, when Amber said, you better start the business, um, I promised myself I would not go in debt. Mm. And I wouldn't take anybody's money. Right. Okay. And we survived that first year. We kicked ass and stayed employed through COVID because we had a, a, a queue. But when I want more people, I don't trust them. Not just with my stuff, but when I go and I take some clients from my handyman business and I go into people's houses, right. yeah. I have to trust them. So how do you trust your people? How do you know who your three guys are that you know you can go? Because other people's junk is connected to their stuff that's not junk. Right. So, I mean, I just try to do the best judgment with my guys. I mean, if you're not able to be trusted, then I'm not usually going to have you around. Um, Like, I recently actually got forced into having them do jobs on their own because I was supposed to be back in town and I wasn't because I'm still very much like in the day to day. So like I'll pick up the phone and then I'll show up to you to the job to get that junk cleaned up. And um, but yeah, like long story short, I got stuck and and I pretty much was like, guys, you guys are going to I'm going to send you the jobs and keep you updated and you'll make the runs for me. And I've had nothing but great reviews on them while we were out of town. So, I mean, it really just worked out and I was just, like, I'm lucky. Like, that's why everybody's like, it's good helps hard to find. And I'm yeah. like, I'm, yeah. I've got another guy right now that is literally waiting for me to hire him. Okay, so. Send him to Patty. Send him yeah. to Patty. <laughs> and if he doesn't know how to do a fraction, I will teach him and I will pay him to learn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because that's what, that's what we're talking about yeah. in these trades. In these trades, we're that's paying right. people to teach them. Yeah, yeah. And I we're think trusting I, them. I think a lot of times when it comes to trust is that you just have to trust until they break it first well, for whatever I think that's reason. It. It's like it's like you I have you have yeah. to just kind of give it and just be like. You know, like you, like I trust you. Yeah. Like straight out the get, I trust you. Yeah, you're just stepping. And then, and then if they, and then if they mess there. it up, they, you yeah. know, they do something wrong. 
break, they do something to break your trust, then then yeah. you, you know that's different. Yeah, I but. left them with all my tools and everything. Funny thing is, I left them with all my tools or access to all of them just in case they need them mm-hmm. for whatever the case is. You know, everything is still there when I got back or whatever. Yeah. Before that, a couple months back, I bought a brand new chainsaw and got it stolen out of my truck mm-hmm. like the same week. <laughs> And right. that had nothing to do with anybody right. else. There was actually just a string of people breaking in, mm-hmm. and it just happened to be that right. the passenger side door doesn't lock when you hit the lock. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't thinking about it, so it was open. Uh. And they just went in, snatched it. Yep. And it was really just a snatch and go because I actually had other tools there, and they didn't mm-hmm. grab it because they didn't see it. Yeah. So. Go ahead. I was going to think one of the one of the issues that we have is what we do has such a um a pie in the sky aspect to it because it's very romantic we're building gypsy wagons and we will have people come to us like we did a show and this young woman came and was like oh my god this is like the most amazing thing in the world it's something i've always wanted to do really and i just uh, i need to do this <laughs> so we were like great you know we're always looking for people who want to apprentice learn this skill do something that's really cool and fun we we try our very best to provide a really fun environment to work in. No way. And, you know, and she came, and of course, then you find out over the course of time that there are some issues and so forth. And, you know, eventually you kind of have to quietly let them kind of go away and quit calling them, you know. And it's just, it, it makes it, it does make it very difficult because of the romantic aspect of what we're doing. Well, and it's trade, and it's trade secrets. The, well, there's that, too. Our templates. Yeah, we don't you want know. anyone knowing how but, we cut those, how we do that. And I must say, we have never, ever been ripped off at all. Yeah. Good, okay. Ever. But trust is, is such an issue. Right. And, and we have to like to work together. Yeah. We did have one guy show up at the warehouse and was all like, with the camera, remember? He wanted to take pictures. He wanted to specifically come when we were cutting our ribs because that's a uh, kind of a trade thing, you know, a secret. Maybe he was vlogging. And (laughs) (laughs) maybe he was, I don't know. (laughs) But but yeah, it's an issue. So we, you know, we are always kind of trying to put feelers out. You know, oh, you have a son who doesn't want to go to college or a daughter who doesn't want to go to college, but they want to send them to us. And then... Getting them to come and do that is is an issue. Yeah. So how how do you vet and how do you vet? How do you check your people? Potential people. So if you open an air conditioned plant shop, <laughs> I mean, up. if you Turns think out. of the people who you know, okay. if you, right. retail is sort of your best option because you're in college or you know you want a second job, mm-hmm. an indoor plant shop is is really appealing. So, so you have all have kinds of struggles. issues. <laughs> right. You're just like. You're crying in the corner with your plants going. Sourcing plants right now is incredibly hard. I am crying for you. I just got to tell you. No. <laughs> That's our challenge. What do you do to that? Oh, well, so it's it's pretty tough for me. So as far as finding skilled labor, um, if you're vetting too hard, you just won't find anybody. <laughs> right. um, so when it comes to finding apprentices, I, I'm just looking for good people. You know, I can teach them what to do. Unfortunately, half the time when I teach them, uh, it turns out they don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But yeah, just finding good people. You know, yeah. somebody that just gives you a bad vibe, from my experience, mm-hmm. don't hire them, you yeah. know? Right. So, um, 
at my last company, I worked for a large uh, lawn maintenance company in town, and I used to do the hiring there. So we do have some input on, on how we vet in that um, arena. So it was like a really detailed process. It was a phone screen with like three specific questions to pass on to an in-person interview, and then there would be a working interview before a hiring decision was made. So it was like a really slow yeah. process to get there. <laughs> what, do you, what do you do today, Kyle? <laughs> Fortunately, I mean, you got, you got, how many people do you have? 15 now. 15. Yeah, it's 15, 17. So fortunately for us, we haven't really had to hire anybody. It's been almost two years. Wow. Since we hired somebody. Our, our staff has been really stable. You know, we talked a little bit um, about building culture. Our culture is really strong in the restaurant. Um, the employees that we've had, you know, are... You know, there are other stories. I, I, we're not here to talk about Leonardo's, but... We've done a real good job at providing growth opportunities for our employees over the years. They're making, you know, some some of my employees are making double of what they made three years ago. By some, I mean almost all of them. Uh, and you know, our our business has been consistent, so they're constantly, you know, in the restaurant business. As long as you're challenged and you're you you know maintain some level of volume, that you'll you you're able to you know stay involved i'm really transparent in everything we do on the the business side of things i i talk to them i call it the boss stuff that i have to do the owner stuff that i have to do and i keep them involved in in everything so they all have a sense of ownership uh, uh, in the restaurant and they're all really proud i mean they work at leonardo's millhopper it's really cool to to do what we do and I'm, i'm really proud of my staff and they do a great job for us and you know, I, I call them my kids, you know, and they're because they're all younger than me <laughs> by a pretty significant margin. Uh, but it, they, you know, we have a, a great relationship with our, our managers are doing great. There's there's one young man in particular that I'll be you know, making messages about this week that he he was my first hire when I bought the restaurant three years ago. And he started out as a line cook real kind of shy and bashful kept to himself and now he's one of the shift managers he makes almost three times of what he made three nice. years three years ago i'm super proud of him and i think uh, i need to come work over <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i think I need, I need to work for him uh, but I, I'm, I'm really proud of of him and all the employees they've done a great job sticking it out um and yeah honestly we we haven't had to backfill at all they're just but there was, Do you think your transparency is what led to a lot of that? I I hope so. I, I'm I'm real. I tell them everything I'm doing all the time. It's funny that you know that you brought up that the transparency part because I I, I think that ever since I just kind of started like really laying it out there, mm-hmm. just being super transparent with everybody, yeah. it's caused me to lose people. Because they had to go off and get new jobs because I was super transparent. I mean, like in the episode with John Spence, I'm like, right. yeah, I don't know if we're going to have enough money right. to get to the end of April. Right. And I don't know if we're going to survive beyond that. And what happened? Like people had to go get new jobs. And and but then I still held on to, a, you know, a handful sure. and I'm rebuilding. And that, that whole transparency thing, I think is huge. I think so, too. Um, because it just shows that you're real. You're you're right. you. Kyle, you're a human being. <laughs> Even though you're a business owner, you're a human. Right. And everybody here is yeah. human. And well, that transparency is is 
meaningful. Yeah, and I, I think that that they know that I'm concerned for each of them individually too. Right. So uh, right. one of the things I say is That's that, good. and and for all of us, it, one of the things I say a lot is that the difference between having your name at the top of the check and having your name at the bottom of the check is one inch and a whole world apart. You have a whole different set of responsibilities when you're the one signing at the bottom. You know, and we don't do that a lot, it's a lot electronic, but it's the, the, image, the image of the thing. When you're the one signing the checks, your set of responsibilities is very different than when, than when you're the one cashing the check. So we have this different set of, you know, things to keep in consideration. So, you know, with my employees, I, I let them know, here's what's happening with the business. Here's what I'm doing. I'm dealing with these vendors. I'm dealing with that vendors. Here's what's happening today. Here's our sales numbers. You know, this is what our, my, my goal is for the week. This is what I expect to do on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You know, here's with our general manager. I tell him, here's, here's the payroll percentage that I want to have compared to sales, my food costs compared to sales. You know, so everybody knows exactly what I'm expecting of them. And so they take ownership of, mm-hmm. of the business too. So they're involved in this place that's been around for 45 years. It's such a cool responsibility for us to have uh, to, to take care of this establishment. And they all, I, I really think that you know, over the time that I've been there, that they've really taken ownership. They, they have that same, not the same level, but that same responsibility, that feeling that I have of we need to take care of this place and do the best that we can for our customers to make sure that we keep on providing this nostalgia, this memory that people have of Leonardo's. It's it's and that's what's worked out for us. It's awesome. It's a pride uh, of place. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's it really, really cool. is. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really big thing to be able to bring everybody that works there together. Um, even just allowing them to have some kind of input on something that you're thinking, and they may be able to say, "Hey, well, what about this?" And it completely changed, you know, exactly what you were going to do, but it was like for the better. And, I, and I've definitely had days where I'm like, I think we should do this. And I'm like, I'm going to do this and it's going to be this way. And the guys are like, well, why don't we just do it this way? And I'm like, no, nah, I don't think that'd be a good idea. And I've had those days and I've got to hear it all the way back. Well, since the boss man wanted to do it that way, uh, we're getting home at seven o'clock. Well, it's a good thing he's paying me, so and it all works out. And then I have like one day where I was like, one of my main guys' his name is Marcus, and I was like, today is Marcus Day. Whatever Marcus says goes. Hmm. So we went out and we had a date. Marcus just got a hundred fifty dollar bonus <laughs> Man, this hour. I'm trying to tell you, we go out there and like I think we were done. It was like. I expected it to be like five or six when we were done. We were done like two o'clock. And he was like, see what happens when you miss, listen to Marcus? <laughs> we're like, great. And then he goes to my wife, he's like, see, that's why I'm the employee of the year. <laughs> that's funny. I'm offering profit sharing. Mm. We, we, we did a smaller version of our Varda Gypsy Wagon. So you can pull it with a full cil- four cylinder car, which opens the market up primarily to more women. And what I said to the guys is, Amber and I will, f- will put all the money in for all the materials. You guys do the design and you do the labor and we will share the profit equally after we get reimbursed for materials. So they come in on their off time and they build it and they 
they let it evolve and we haven't sold it yet because they haven't finished because it haven't yet. Finished it. But it's it's a way to, for them to invest in the business and me invest in them. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. 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 So I mean, we got to wrap up in here in just a few minutes. So like, what's a what I love about these sessions is you know we can throw out a challenge and kind of hear everybody's perspective. So what's like one challenge that somebody's dealing with that you'd really like to kind of get you know everybody's perspective on has anybody got something millennials okay <laughs> no, what, no what, what's to the anyone cha- in what's the room the challenge? What the, um i i think for us the challenge has been i kind of touched on it earlier is the the expectation versus the reality the expectation of this is going to be so cool and i get to do this thing and the reality being it's going to be hot it's going to be dirty you're going to have to bust ass if it's hot outside do you really want to be starting work at 11 in the morning you really Mm. don't you need to start earlier so you can end earlier when it's still kind of cool that sort of thing and and just this kind of weird place and i think the problem we're having is finding people that kind of think beyond that you know a little bit and um I, I think because we're two old ladies, we have a real hard time with that. I don't think we think like them. No, we don't. And that's really, and there's more of them than us. So what are you doing yeah. to set the expectations? Anything? Well, whips haven't worked. Um, <laughs> well, well, what, what I Deprivation oh, chambers, I don't wow. know. Let me say this. I'm backed out of the warehouse. Thank you for joining us for episode <laughs> 160. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, yeah. Well, I the old yeah. lady backed out and let let the warehouse run itself, and they are doing better. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we did. Is, I, is my old ways backed yeah. away? She she quit strangling yeah. them. I just kind of came in and one day and just went, "That's it. I'm banning you. You can't come back in the warehouse because everybody was in such a dizzy." And I think that's why because we have such a different idea of what that that looks like when you're when you're trying to produce something and you have to put so many hours in to produce it and make it happen and you have a time frame to do it in so that you can make money you know you can't just go oh someone paid us thirty thousand dollars to build this thing and then take a year to build it you you just you just it's not a thing it's not a house they're going to live in Right. It's a recreational item that they're buying with extra funds they have. So what you are talking about is accountability. Uh, <laughs> help us. Uh, the thing that I struggle with yeah, the most. No, challenging. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'll let the group speak. Help. <laughs> help. Any, anybody? Yeah, well, uh, kind of along those lines, something I've definitely learned is, is my time of a, uh, you know, as a business owner, entrepreneur, is uh, you, you have an employee and you're like, I can't seem to make them think like I do. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're an employee and you're an entrepreneur yes. and a business yeah, owner. Right. The, the, yeah. the mindset of an employee versus an entrepreneur is very totally different. different. I mean, we are we are so dedicated to these businesses you know it's like I'm, I'll work 14 hours a day why won't they because it's their job it's not no, really. their business not their life um, so yeah realizing that the employee mindset is that much different I think it was a big thing with me sure. is setting the expectations lower I think we just have too high of ex- expectations sometimes that's true yeah. <laughs> I 
that is yes. true. But, but how but how low does does it go? How low yeah. do you go? Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm not so, I, right. I'm not saying low. Right. But not 14 hours a day. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know right. if this will help you at all, but one thing that I do very often with my team is I set a big 3 for the day. And I will I will like grab a piece of paper, literally grab a piece of paper, I fold it in half like this, and I write big three at the top, and I list three items. No matter what, these three items have to be completed before the end of the day. And I will give it to my service team, and they'll get it done. Mm -hmm. And they usually get it done pretty quick. You know what I find is that if I don't give them that list, those three things never get done. Yeah, <laughs> it is, you know, it's like it's like they, yeah. they it'll it'll drag on, drag like it'll never get done. But it's, yeah. there's something about a to do list, and you know, I think that that it's difficult because we as leaders want people to self manage. Yeah. We want them to manage themselves, right? It's like you know what right. you need to do when you show up to work. Show up and do it. Yeah. Like, we wish it were that easy, <laughs> exactly. but it's not. It's you not. literally have to like, you have opening procedures, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, we do. These are the procedures that you need to do when you first show up to work. Mm -hmm. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. whatever yeah. it is, yeah. right? And and so that's like the, the mindset behind my big three, because right. I will look at my day and I'll say, okay, if nothing else gets done today, these are the three things that I want done before the mm -hmm. end of the day, and I will give that to my team. And sure enough, they get all three done every single time I handle it. And hand three it to is them. not overwhelming, and I understand right. that. You know, it's funny being being a hairdresser and owning hair salons or owning a hair salon over the years. You know, it's very different because hairdressers know this is what's on my book. This is what I'm doing today. These are the people I'm seeing. So, you know, I, I didn't have to do a lot of micromanaging in that regard. Right. You know who these people are. You know when they're coming in. You know what you have to do. Um, this is a little different because it's easy to get lost in the minutia of what's happening. And, you know, it's easy to, um, to get... It's easy to get overwhelmed by all the little steps and everything that has happened to build the wagon, you know? And uh, and I'd like to, uh, maybe you could edit later. Uh, our average wagon <laughs> No is, editing. So our average <laughs> wagon is not $30,000, by the way. I threw that number out there. Right. But, but really, just it's call It's $150,000. <laughs> really $170,000. I just helped you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> it's less than $20,000. Thank you. <laughs> Unless you get a cat run and a litter box. <laughs> yeah, when you start customizing, that price starts ticking up. That baby. is the truth, though. That is the truth that goes up. But um, I know I, I I feel like we sound very like oh these young people, and I mean I <laughs> we're really not that oh. bad. No, I think it's just, I think it's a it's just a different time, right? Yeah. Like I mean we I dove into it with John Spence because I, I talked about the fact that you know like people back in the day you would go and work a job and you would work that job your entire life. It was a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like okay, so so, and, and that's just not the case anymore. Like people, people bounce around and they go to different. You know, they'll sure. do different. Well, so many three or four, five, six there's different so careers. Right. There's so many different things that you can do that take a lot less time and are a lot easier. And you may not necessarily need or want to get like top dollar. You know That's what I true. mean? So it's yeah. like yeah, yeah. you still have that work-life balance. And mm -hmm. the truth is people are 
wanting to be home and enjoying their kids or their family yeah, yeah. or fishing, whatever it is that you right. do. And they're realizing that now it's like, I don't really need all that extra stuff. So Amber, that brings up another very important point. I think it's important to know what motivates yeah. each person. Yeah. Because it's different for everybody. It is. Absolutely. For one person, it's money. For another person, it's leaving at 4.30 in order to get home to coach the kids' soccer team at 5 right. o'clock. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's, it's just different yeah. for everybody. And it's our responsibility as leaders to know what motivates mm-hmm. each individual team member on our team. I think that's an excellent point. One of my guys wants to, do, to live the van life. So to help him and the business, we took in a, um, a remodel of a 1966 Airstream. Let's go. Not a restore. It's now, what do you want as a family? And this Airstream's been in the family for three generations. Yeah. So, oh, cool. So there's a lot. That's cool. But, but I must say, getting back to what you were saying, I was, I remember when we landed on the moon and a phone was something my grandmother had. And now I'm supervising people who are having 15 conversations at one time on their phone. <laughs> And they're using How do the they phone. do it? I can't tell them to put the phone down because the blueprints are on their phone. <laughs> so for me, it's, a, it's a, yeah. yeah, it's a little bit of a stretch. I, I understand. I understand that. Like, I mean, there's times where I see my team members on their phone and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get it's off your phone. Oh, I was watching this video about scooter stuff and that I needed to know. Right. Oh, yeah. okay, keep doing what you're doing. Never mind, now carry on. Carry yeah. on. Right. Carry on. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to how great it is to work in the restaurant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't get mad at anybody. So, <laughs> anybody else have a challenge that they're dealing with before we wrap this up? Throw anything out there, you guys. Any, anything at all. Yeah, the challenge of, uh, so starting a new business, we had so many sort of different avenues we were going in, and we still do, and sort of figuring out when do you cut this off that I mean it's still doing something but it's not where our focus is and that's a challenge I think right now mm-hmm. is is what exactly what you, like, so you have yeah you have kind of uh, so let me think and if you're selling so you decided to get rid of one line of scooters because they weren't serving you for whatever totally reason right. yep. so making those decisions I think is a challenge like we started doing installs of different types and you know all these different things that maybe aren't the core and, and figuring out how to focus it, on it's funny Brad so I talk about that all the time is have for us you know to translate to our business is just having a smaller menu like I'm like you go to some of these restaurants they have mm-hmm. like you go through this the menu that means all their food sucks yeah right? for sure so <laughs> if you're offering too if you're offering too much stuff eventually all your stuff is gonna suck so Kyle Cohen everybody yeah. so, <laughs> so so yeah. you you just you're totally right you have to focus on what you do and do it as best as you can like if you know what you're good at do those things you know to the best of your ability and then the customers will know that if you know when I go to Brent's store, I know I'm going to get the the highest quality service, highest quality product, because she's not wasting her time on this other stuff that doesn't generate revenue, that doesn't really fit what her business plan is. She just does what she does she really, just really, cut really, it really off well. So it doesn't all suck. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, it'll take it'll 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 take away because you'll spend your your time and your energy on this thing that doesn't generate returns for you, and you're wasting your time on this other stuff. 
you know, instead of focusing on what you're really good at and what really drives revenue and profit for you. It's like pruning a plant. Yeah. Mm, that's you know, a, it is. Yeah, there's you a dead leaf. I mean, so that dead leaf's not coming back. Better, yeah. That's a good analogy. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Um, yeah, I would say continuously go back to your why. Yeah, I think I think what continues to happen as business owners is we start, you know, we start to grow, we start to think about the new opportunities, we start to think about all these all these things, but we lose why we actually started doing this, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, I've even been in that place. Like you're talking about lose. I mean, you said drop in a scooter line. We did that. We dropped Vespa, right? Which was one of the most well-known scooter brands in the world. Right. Like I dropped Vespa this year, and I said, you know what? I'm getting back to the core. The core reason why we started this business was because we wanted to serve students, Mm -hmm. college students. I started this business as a student who couldn't get to class because the bus was always full. So I was like, as a student, like students, most students, not all, Mm -hmm. but most students are not spending $5,000 on a scooter. Right. So I'm gonna eliminate that. And I'm gonna, you know, so I I just really kind of zeroed in on the core. And I think that happened because I kept saying, okay, why did I originally get back into this business? Like, why, like, why did I get into this business? And now that I'm back into it, now what? You know, because that was, that was a big piece of it. Like, I've kind of been absent. Yeah. I haven't been the primary operator of the Not business. Kinda. I haven't been the primary you know, operator of the business for a couple of years. Right, and now I'm back on the ground floor. And as soon as I step back on the ground floor, dude, my my eyes were opened again. I, I'm seeing everything through a completely different lens. Back to the the lens when I started back in 2004, the early days. Are you happier? Uh, <laughs> it's. I, I will say that I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I will say that I'm happy. I'm I'm very happy. Um, and a lot of that comes from my faith because I'm a very faith-based person. And I know that God has a plan and I believe you know, completely in that plan. And I look forward to seeing that plan unfold. Uh, my passions have shifted. And that was kind of the core you know, discussion in the John Spence episode was that my passions have shifted. I've had new scooters for less for 17 years. You know, in 2018, I started this podcast with the sole purpose of really building Gainesville you know, keeping our top six talent coming out of the University of Florida here in Gainesville, attracting investors and experienced talent to Gainesville, building as many connections and collaborations with the, within the business community as possible. That was, these were the missions that happened. And I started this podcast on a pure whim. They didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and, and it's grown and it's grown and it's grown. And it's been fun to build relationships sure. and meet amazing business owners that are doing incredible things. And now, like, that's my passion. Uh, if I could drop everything I'm doing right now and do this full time, I would. But as John Smith said, you know, I like to have a stepping stone before making that leap, you know, like having something pretty solid. And this isn't solid enough yet. I think it will get there. Um, you know, but New Scooters for Less has been the financial driver for me for so long it's what provides for my family right and so I love selling I love marketing I love what I'm doing in there but I know that my life's purpose is not to be the owner of a scooter dealership 
So it's just make it's just giving it time for God to like allow that transition to happen and to allow it to happen on his time and I'm completely okay with that and that's the way I perceive it. Uh, but so so I'm happy I'm happy when I get to interact with customers and they they come in and I see that they get so excited about getting a new scooter. It's so fulfilling. Like I love that. The University of Florida has forever been impacted by the team here, you know, like 2004 there were no scooters on campus now there's thousands of scooters all over this community we've noticed yeah (laughs) i'm glad (laughs) so so you know so that's what it is right like it's it's i'm happy uh as an entrepreneur, and maybe you guys can empathize, you become impatient. <laughs> you know, you want it quicker. You want it quicker. You want to move on faster. You know, you know, okay, like, I want to podcast full time. I want to do this all the time, every day. Like, this would be the dream. It's just not there yet. This is still the side hustle, the thing that is going to impact Gainesville in a completely different way. Uh, but I just got to give it the time, you know. And for now, New Scooter Celeste is paying the bills, so I will allow it to do so. It's a long-winded answer to your wow. question. Yeah, you got the you got the bonus answer. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know if that helped at all, but I continuously go back to my why, as to you know the reason I even started New Scooters for Less was to help college students and provide for their transportation needs, right? So it was easy to kind of make the decision. Okay. You know, New Scooters for Less was a, uh, you know, Vespa was a great addition to New Scooters for Less for a time period. But now that I'm streamlining things, it makes sense to kind of let that go. Uh, So continuously get back to your why. And don't ever, as startups, like I would encourage you to never lose that why. Like why you started what you're doing. And it's not easy. Like you want to do more. Like it's part of our nature to do, like if one customer asks for a thing, like, oh, yeah. Right, yeah, all right, I'm going to do yeah. that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but you might not get that question again for eight or nine months. And so it's not really worth your, your energy or your time. Or, or it does, like Colin was saying, it, it doesn't fit what you really do. Uh, or it doesn't fit you know the, the service that you're trying to, to provide. So th- those are, you know, like you're saying, I mean, there, are, there are things on our menu that we had before that I've eliminated um, and it's because it, it didn't fit what we do. Like when we br- when you know for us when we bring things to the table, don't eliminate the garlic knots. No, 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 because it's so awesome, right? So yeah. like you like when our servers bring something to the table, it's wow, right? So if you don't get that, I, I don't I don't want it on the menu anymore. Like why would I do that? Why would I bring something to your table that doesn't you know make you go whoa? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. So same kind of thing. So if you're not, so if it's a thing that a customer asks for once a year or twice a year, it's not, it's not worth your energy to to do that thing. You got to stay focused on what you do. Makes sense. Awesome, man. So you guys, I want to go around the room really quick and please tell our, I have two questions for you. Okay. One is where can our audience connect with you? Where can they get your services? So drop your website, your social media, that kind of stuff. And then also at the same time, say if I could connect with one person, it would be, and put that person's name out there into the world. Say because, that again, I'm sorry. Okay, so your social like social media website, where can our audience connect with you? Mm-hmm. And then if you could connect with one person, who would it be? Okay. Forever. He asked me this question too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anytime. There's All no right, limits. You guys want to start? Thanks. No. 
Okay. Jacob, yeah. you want to start? He's like, dude. <laughs> I'm still trying to think of that one person. All right, so where can our audience connect with you? Yeah, so I usually tell people to Google us. Um, <laughs> the, the reason I tell them to do that is is every single review on Google is five stars. We have nothing less than five stars as of today. Awesome. Uh, so I, I kind of like people to see that before they call us. Uh, obviously, our number, our website's on there. Uh, we have Facebook. Uh, I think we have an Instagram. We're not very active with that because, like, ACs aren't as pretty as flowers. Um, or gypsy wagons. Maybe prettier than trash. Definitely, definitely um, prettier than trash. But yeah, as far as one person, I don't, I mean, somebody who's uncomfortable, like, if you, you know, I, I, I can't think of one person right on the spot here. If you're sweating to death in your house, I want to connect with you. Yeah, Menopausal not, women. Yeah, I don't know about that, but somebody. Oh, I, I know about that. <laughs> Is that like a business thing or just like sit down? You can sit down and talk to anyone. Anyone? Like, yeah. Oh, okay. I think if we took it like is this a, a referral? No, 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 no. no, no. Like anyone. Oh. Um, oh, you don't, so you don't understand. Like, yeah. you know, Bezos is like a huge fan For of sure. our podcast. Like, you want to like <laughs> you never know, connect right? with them. Um, so you can find Plant Stay. We have a brick and mortar. We're open seven days a week from 10 to 6 and 24 hours online. We ship plants to every state. Um, and you can find us on Instagram, Plants Day. We do post all our new plants we get in weekly. If I could connect with anyone right now, I'm going to pick Seth Godin. Uh, cool. Yeah, I'd sit down and chat with him. Why? Well, because the marketing, because right? Because the marketing. <laughs> guy's yes. a marketing genius. He's a genius. <laughs> yeah, he's my spirit animal. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, have, you read, what, have you read his books? Yeah. Favorite, what's your favorite book? Purple Cow, I think. Yeah. yeah. Purple Cow's a great book. Yeah. Have you read that? Yes. Yeah. Actually, oh, probably so cool. Lynchpin, which is not one I think people read as much. That one's great, too. Cool. So, yeah, this you can Daniel, find everybody. us on um, Facebook and Google. A lot of people Google us. Again, the five-star reviews, they're on They're there. plentiful. I really yeah. like that people are able to go and see other customers that have had great um, visits from us and are like really delighted to have us come through. Y'all's um, heart is gonna break the first time you get a four star review. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like an I've got to I've got to tell you like a story, man. So like I did this job for this one older woman and she was like she sent me pictures of a job. She said, This is what it is, this is it. So I got there, she added a ton of stuff and I tried to break it down. I was like, I can't take more than this for this price and stuff. So she was like completely upset and she ended up adding like a little bit more money and then we did a little bit more to do it like what we could but she really did add like a ton of stuff so i told my wife i'm like yo there's a bad review coming <laughs> like it's gonna be horrible and so she comes on she calls me she's like you won't believe what happened and i was like something what happened and she's like you just got the best review <laughs> And I'm like, no, she didn't. She's no, like, no yeah, way. she did. That's and like, awesome. it was like definitely one less. Like, I really have to be thankful for like the customers I've had. Like, I've really had some great. You customers. You guys are gonna cry like babies when I'm, you get a one star review. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm coming right, right here. I'm be like, yo, have you got a one We need a four star review. Uh, podcast. Like a baby. I've had. Oh, Kyle was so sweet. He brought me extra garlic rolls. Blah blah. blah. Three stars. <laughs> 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 what? Seriously? Uh, that's hilarious. No, but yeah, I really got a good customer base like here and <laughs> around town or even the surrounding cities. I mean, it's just been really great. So Cool. Where can who do you want to connect with? Oh, who do I want to connect with? I don't know. Um 
maybe Gary V. Yeah. Really like nice. Watching his content. And He's that, a favorite. You know, yeah. yeah. Cool. I definitely like that. Awesome. So. Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm-hmm. Connect with us, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I'm on. <laughs> okay, uh, you can connect with us on Instagram at uh, Patty Cam Gypsy Wagons. It's P A T T I. And on Facebook, we are Patty Can Wagons. Even though Facebook owns Instagram, Facebook finds us offensive, but Instagram does not. So we like Facebook Instagram. finds you offensive. Gypsy is an offensive uh, term on Facebook. It oh, is not an offensive term I it was on Instagram. Interesting. But not on Instagram. <laughs> Isn't that weird? I, I thought it, it was inconsistent and bizarre. And uh, we do have we do have we a, get fact checkers on oh, that. Please. I know. I just <laughs> all I know is someone at Facebook was like, "No, that's offensive. Stop it." Oh, okay. Um, we uh, have a website, which is, look, I'm looking at my notes because apparently I don't know what my website is. And here's what's weird. It's not on my card. It's not on my card. It's not on my card. Where? I don't see it. That's the Gmail. Oh. Pattycan-gypsywagons.com <laughs> is where we're at. But you can Google us. If you put Patty Can in, all this stuff's going to come find out. It. You're going to find it. And we like we do like visitors. So if somebody once says, I really want to come down and see what you've got and do a little like tour, we'll be like, man, you know, we're going to be there Wednesday. Come down Wednesday between... Yeah. One and three, and we're going to show you what we're doing. Cool. And you can check it out. Is there anybody in the world you want to meet? Anybody in the world you want to meet? Really, at the risk of being corny, if I could sit down and smoke a bowl with anybody. <laughs> no, really. Yeah, be corny. Be Go ahead. Yes. Barack Obama. All right. I'm that's sorry, but that's my answer. That's awesome. I'm down with that as long as Michelle comes because we've already <laughs> met and we had an incredible connection. She was only six inches away from me, and I really could have kissed that her. That energy. So close. She, the energy was amazing. So I'm with you on that one. That was a good okay. answer. Cool. I gave I a cop-out answer when I was on what last was year. Your answer? I don't remember. I think I said, like, uh, it was you. Me? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's true. <laughs> I'm always here for you, baby. I'm always here for you. I'm always here for you. I have a few. Walter Hagen is one. You know, I play. I've been playing golf since I was 10 years old. And Walter Hagen. Are you any good? Yeah, he was a contemporary of Babe Ruth in the 20s. But he was like, oh, not, he is was he like, any good? Are you any good? I'm not. Yeah, I could play. I could chase it around a little bit. But. Uh, in the in the twenty like he he was in golf what Babe Ruth was in baseball, so it, Walter Hagen would be one. Cool. Yeah. And then uh, Christopher Hitchens, also the author, is another great. You know, if there was a thing, all time thing, that so that would be another one for me. Cool man. Yeah. Hey dude, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Thanks to all so of you guys fun. for coming. This is a blast. Thank you. Uh, thank you for bringing dinner. Yeah. Kyle brought oh, pizza so from Leonardo's Mill Hopper. Yeah. They've been an incredible Show them the goods. It's kind of coagulated. It's been sitting here for an hour and a half. But uh, dude, this yeah. looks great. Yeah. Dude. We're going to eat, eat that up. So, no, dude, thank you for being a sponsor of our show. My thank pleasure. you for supporting our mission so and everything that, that we're doing yeah. here. So glad we're able to do it. It means right. it means the world to me. Uh, you guys, like I've said it multiple times, like we can't make this happen without our sponsors. Um, they 
They're the ones that actually make it all come a reality, baby. So thank you so much for your support. And uh, thank you to James Leitner, who <laughs> edits three different camera angles make to make us, us all look really good look with good. this beautiful lighting. <laughs> You're the man. I appreciate you always, Judges. dude. Thank you so much, James. And uh, you guys, be sure to support all the sponsors that make this show possible. Go to whoagnv.com slash sponsors. And uh, when you do, make sure you say... I heard you on the WHOA GNV podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. We will see you later. Bye.